Welcome everyone to that football chat and I don't think we could have asked for a better start to the show or the weekend as we did win three out of the four. The one loss coming to the old lady as you saw Juventus pull a late one out to win one nil in the Turin Derby. Our fifth choice was a refund as Chiro Immobile was ruled out before the match due to an injury that he suffered midweek. Apparently wasn't fit ahead of the match, so that's fine. Now, to review the ones that we did win, and I think we did a pretty darn good job, the Atletico Madrid v. Barcelona, if you recall, I did say the players aren't playing for Koeman. I don't think he can handle the pressure. When you have other managers touted, including Pirlo, who did nothing for Juventus, it can't give you too much confidence going into a big match like that. So... Atletico wins 2-0, but not only is it a 2-0 win, that's the first clean sheet they've kept in their last four matches. So will he soon be replaced? I don't know. Barcelona said they're going to give him time, but we know that that's not really the Barca way. And it's also not a good way for Barcelona to head into the international break. So heading from sunny Madrid to the West Midlands, Coventry City v. Fulham, we did save both teams to score. Yes, it happened, but not only did Coventry City win here, where I did suspect a draw of sorts, they thumped Fulham 4-1. Fulham's goal was an own goal, and my question is, where is Mitrovic? He's so hot and cold, really good in the championship. We know he's not quite good enough for the Premier League. We know he's a superstar on the international stage, but what's going on? It seems like without... Cavallo, in that attacking midfield role, he just doesn't have the service that he needs, and I don't know why. On top of that, Coventry's Victor Jokoresh put two on the score sheet. That makes nine goals in 11 matches for this young man, making him the third highest goal scorer in the championship behind only Ben Brereton of Blackburn, and ironically enough, our buddy Mitrovic, who both sit on 10 goals. So, very impressed. Coventry's now in third. Nobody saw this one coming, I don't think, before the season started, but good on them. We'll see how the international break uh, helps or hurts their momentum. Moving from England back to beautiful Italy, I don't know if any of you watched it. I certainly did. The Turin Derby, Torino versus Juventus. We went over two and a half goals, and no, that did not happen. Ended up 1-0 to the old lady. And surprising because fairly even possession, 47.4 to 52.6 for Juventus. 23 combined shots. The only problem was five of them were on target. That's a combined number as well. Juventus did hit the post. And there were four yellow cards in the match, which is lovely for a derby. But it did not finish over two and a half which I was thoroughly surprised about. So we'll get it back on the weekend. In the Bologna Lazio, where we had Chiro Immobile to be anytime goal scorer, as you saw, Immobile was not fit to make the squad. Bologna won 3-0, and kudos to them. That was a well-deserved win. They earned it. You know, even though it wasn't part of our tit, you'd think Milinkovic Savic could have had something to say about that. Stepped it up a little bit, maybe slot himself forward. That did not happen either. So we had the loss with Torino v. Juve. 
it was under two and a half. And Bologna v. Lazio was a refund as Chiro did not make the squad that day. Our final pick for the weekend was Dortmund to beat Augsburg and there to be over two and a half goals, which we did win. Good job, everybody. That went with me on that one. I figured that would happen, even though Holland was not in the squad today. Um, Rafael Guerrero opened up the score sheet in the 10th minute for Dortmund, but only 25 minutes later, Zakiri for Augsburg pulled one back. It started to get a little dicey. Dortmund felt the need to bring on Thorgan Hazard in the 51st minute, just after the second half began. And as soon as he came on, he didn't have a hand in it, but Julian Brandt scored the goal to take them ahead 2-1. to one. After that goal, they did feel the need to make four substitutions, and they made five second-half subs altogether, three midfielders and two defenders to keep the lead intact, but it worked. All I can say, no Holland, no problem. So now that we've got all that out of the way, let's go with the midweek selections. There's not a lot going on during the midweek before the international break this weekend, but there is the EFL Trophy and the National League in England, which I happen to be a huge fan of. So what we're going to go with this week are a few over two and a halfs in the National League, starting with Woking and Dagenham and Redbridge. Now, Dagenham and Redbridge average 2.7 goals for alone per match. That's pretty impressive. Now, Woking, on the other hand, averaged 2.4 goals for per match and concede 1.4. To me, this is a no-brainer coming in at minus 150 or 2 to 3 odds. After that, we've got Bournemouth versus Torquay United. Now, Torquay... 16, 4, and 18 against in nine matches. That is a heck of a lot of goals scored, including a 5-0 win this weekend. That's big stuff. Borumwood sit fourth in the table with four of their last five matches having over two and a half goals. But a win could see them move to the top of the table pending other results. So we're going again over two and a half goals in Borumwood versus Torquay. Minus 150 or two to three odds, same as Woking versus Dagenham and Redbridge. Our third in the National League is Bromley versus Weymouth. Bromley sit in 10th in the table, but don't let that fool you. They have two games in hand. As it stands, if they win their next two, they'll move to third in the table. Now, Weymouth shipping goals at the moment, conceding 11 in their last five matches, which is not good. They averaged just under one and a half goals per match, scored four. So they might hit the back of the net, but I'm not so sure. Either way, we're going over two and a half goals on that match as well. So Bromley versus Weymouth, that comes in minus 160 or five to eight odds. Our final two midweek picks. We've got Lincoln City versus Sunderland in the EFL Trophy, both League One teams. Lincoln City seem to be taking the trophies pretty seriously, scoring six goals in their first two matches of the Cup. This will actually be Sunderland's first match of the EFL Trophy. 
but they sit second in the league one table, only behind Wigan on goal differential. So it'll be interesting to see if they play a bit more youthful side or go for a cup and a promotion. I think they'll be safe on the promotion. Personally, it's earlier in the year. Who knows? But they're looking pretty darn good. Lincoln City, again, also in League One with Sunderland, sit just three points above the drop zone. So I imagine they'd like to win this cup tie just for morale purposes. That going in over two and a half goals in Lincoln City versus Sunderland comes in at plus 120 or six to five odds. And last but not least, the UEFA Nations League semifinals between Belgium and France. Belgium, despite not winning anything, still ranked number one in FIFA's world rankings. No idea how, but they're playing against the World Cup winning France, who are fourth in the world rankings. That being said, Lukaku is surely to put one on the board. And Griezmann, since leaving Barcelona, seems to be firing on all cylinders. This is why I'm going with both teams to score in regulation. Yes, at minus 115 or 20 to 23 odds. If you choose to do an ACA, all that comes in a little under 18 to 1 odds. Now remember, gamble responsibly and go to begambleaware.org if you need help. And remember, when the fun stops, stop.